This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. What is going on and welcome to Take On World Lockup. Uh, in our last lockup episode, we talked about the smallest prison in the world, uh, Sark Prison on Sark Island. Now I'd like to look at one of the largest prisons in the world. We could talk about the LA County Jail with a population around 20,000 inmates being among the, if not the largest jail in the United States or the Center for Confinement of Terrorism in El Salvador with a capacity of 40,000 inmates. With this episode, I chose to dive into the new Bilibid Prison, Manila, Philippines, housing 36,000 inmates. The new Bilibid Prison in Montalupa City is the main prison for the Philippines, and as of April 2023, is holding approximately 36,000 inmates. It was only designed to hold 12,000 inmates. The old Bilibid Prison was established in 1865 via royal decree. It had two sections, the Cassell which had a capacity of 600 inmates, and the Presidio that held another 527 inmates. It quickly became too small and outdated with a drastic increase in crime. The new prison began construction in 1936, and in 1940, prison operations were transferred to the new prison. After construction of the NBP, the old Billabid prison was used as the city of Manila's detention center. And in 1941, the new prison was officially renamed New Billabid Prison. At the outbreak of World War II, the Philippine government rounded up all the Japanese enemy aliens and placed them in various camps. 4,000 Japanese nationals living in Manila were interned at the old Bilibid prison and the newly constructed new Bilibid prison. It was said that they were given compassionate treatment by prison director Major Irberto Misa. It was also said that the regular prisoners tried to contribute to the war effort by donating blood for soldiers and pledging to fight the Japanese if the government would allow it. The government declined due to security factors. As the war went on, the regular prisoners heard stories of the brutality of the Imperial Japanese Army troops in occupied areas. And on December 27, 1941, there was a mass escape attempt. Two buildings were burned in the attempt, and about 3,000 prisoners attempted to climb the walls. Prison guards fired into the air to stop the escape, and all prisoners were accounted for. No inmates were killed or injured in this escape attempt. When the Japanese arrived in Montalupa, Misa was allowed to maintain his position and was ordered to release all interned Japanese prisoners. He was also told if there were any uprisings or escapes under his watch, he would be held accountable. New Bilibid Prison was converted into a prisoner of war camp for Americans and Filipino soldiers military prisoners, and captured guerrilla fighters. Misa and the prison employees secretly gave medical aid to the victims of torture and allowed their families to visit and give food and letters. Some prison employees joined the guerrilla movement while maintaining employment at the prison. Guerrilla intelligence activities were conducted inside the walls of the prison, and Misa supported the cause. On June 24th and 25th, 1944, guerrillas assaulted the prison and without a shot being fired, liberated 30 guerrilla inmates, a large stash of weapons, and ammo. The Japanese wanted to execute Misa, but then Philippine President Jose Loral intervened, 
While his life was spared, he was dismissed from his position and replaced with a perceived pro-Japanese officer. There was another huge prison escape, this time successful. There was also an attempted retaking of the prison by the Japanese, at this point being used as an infirmary for wounded American and Filipino troops. Misu was once again reinstated as director, where he remained until his death in 1949. The end of World War II saw NBP become a POW camp for accused collaborators and Japanese soldiers. From the end of World War II until 1953, war criminals were held at the prison. The rise of Ferdinand Marcos turned a new page in NBP's history, serving as a stockade for political prisoners. Marcos had placed the entirety of the Philippines under martial law, leaving no shortage of political prisoners. Human rights abuses against political opponents, student activists, journalists, religious workers, farmers, and anyone who spoke out against Marcos are well documented. NBP consists of three compounds. Maximum security compound, housing inmates serving more than 20 years, a medium security compound, housing those serving less than 20 years, and a minimum security compound, housing those close to completing their prison sentence or those who are at least 70 years old. Inmates are confined to cells at night, crowded to the point where there is no room to lay. 80 to 100 inmates are put in a cell designed for 10 people. Many sleep sitting up or even standing. But during the day, the prison seems more like a brangay or barrio or neighborhood. There are nearly 2,000 inmates on death row at this prison. There are recreational facilities at the prison. There's a basketball court and a gymnasium. This is the same area they use for the production of handicrafts. Prison ministries offer services for several denominations, with a daily mass being held in the prison's Roman Catholic chapel. Inmates can assume custodial jobs, administrative jobs, and rehabilitative functions. Education is also offered. Elementary and high school education, vocational training, and adult literacy are offered. There is even a bachelor's degree in commerce program offered. NBP also has a small wet and flea market where prisoners can buy daily commodities. 257 acres of land was set aside in 1992 to be developed for housing for employees of the Department of Justice and other government agencies known as the Justice Village. Up until now, the information may make it seem that this prison runs efficiently and without issues, but there is a cloud of death and corruption surrounding NBP. A 2019 report says nearly 5,000 inmates die at this prison every year due to overcrowding, disease, and violence. A public official serving time for rape and homicide in 1993 was rumored to be being released early for good behavior. This caused a public uproar in August of 2019. A month later, a woman was told for the sum of 50,000 Philippine pesos, about 970 U.S. dollars, her husband's sentence would be shortened. The deal fell through, even though that she had paid the sum. More allegations arose claiming inmates could live like kings in their cell for a certain fee. Regular allegations of officials trafficking and contraband are made, including cell phones, cigarettes, and even televisions. There are also allegations of inmate faking illness to spend time in the hospital. According to former inmates, some of the prisons have personal cooks and nurses inside the prison hospital. There have been investigations into drug lords operating inside the prison. This dark cloud of corruption continues to grow as new allegations rise all the time. The prison is slated to close in 2028, but with no clear replacement, it seems very unlikely that this will happen. Take on the World is a proud part of the Deluxe Edition Network. Please take a few moments 
to go to deluxeeditionnetwork.com and check out all the great shows on the network, including this month's two Spotlight podcasts, which are Tuesday Terror and The Graveyard Club. If you like this video, please hit the thumbs up button and comment what jail or prison would you like me to cover next? Now we took on the new Bilibid prison in Manila, Philippines. You go take on a world, but don't get locked up doing it. This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com.